you're listening to the Rebel Scum Podcast. You are always scum. Rebel Scum. From odds making to list rankings, we've got you covered. And don't forget to join us on Patreon for early access and exclusive content. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. Hi, James. Hello. Hi, Republic, James? High Republic, yes. Yes, of course. The High Republic, a dark time for the Sith. That's my Jedi Republic voice for the new Star Wars that's coming. Uh, this is the Rebel Scum Podcast. I'm Brox Mink. This is James Razile, and we are talking all things... Hi. <laughs> I'm switching to the Riverdale Sabrina Teenage Witch podcast. We've done 150 <laughs> of these Star Wars ones. Let's move over to what people want, and that is uh, High Republic era Star Wars. Oh, James, yeah. James, somewhat of a big rumor. I, I know we were going to talk about this. Am I skipping ahead too fast? I don't know. Or should... It's 150. We, we can do whatever we want. I think we've earned the right. Yeah. We've earned the right to skip ahead. <laughs> Boom! 150 <laughs> episodes for you, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, but we should start yeah. off. It's a we're gonna have a really a lot of fun today. A lot of stuff we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about a lot with some guests. It's gonna be a great time. So stick around. We should just tell people like it won't. <laughs> it's, they should stick around. Is what we should say. <laughs> Don't change the channel. <laughs> Don't. Yeah. Great. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, exciting rumor going around that. Uh, the next uh, series might re- re- revolve around High Republic era, a.k.a. the Old Republic, as we used to call it. Um, and then rises, as you can tell, I just woke up. Rise of Kylo <laughs> Ren. Uh, there's mention of it as well. Yeah. Uh, James, what are your thoughts? It was on mentioned this? in something else as well, apparently. Oh, that's yes, a- I have not. I saw somebody tweet i don't even know who it was i don't know sorry i can't remember but somebody tweeted it was mentioned obviously it's mentioned in kylo ren 2 the rise of kylo ren is that what it's mentioned in that comic but it was mentioned uh in something else recently as well but i'm not sure what that was so uh but but i trust the source on twitter because all information there is legit okay well i don't think high republic's old republic i think they're different i think old republic is because this is reportedly this is making star wars sending this out and by the way i have decided i will always believe making star wars because of another rumor that they heard coming out about the obi-wan kenobi show i don't know if you've heard that brock maybe i'll save this conversation for a little bit later on because it is my favorite thing i've ever heard ever ever but i i I like like if this is what they're doing and they're setting it up slowly that's fine and um i've been watching uh the prequels a lot on the treadmill on Disney Plus. Um, yeah. Attack of the Clones is the best Star Wars movie ever made. And I'm not even, I'm actually being dead serious right now. Uh-huh. It's, the be- it's the best one. And, uh, but watching a lot, and, as, and I love that era. Now, The High Republic, what I think was reported by making Star Wars, if I'm not mistaken, is it will be a lot more Jedi centric. Uh, but it's going to feel a lot more like the the used, worn-in world of like the original trilogy, I guess, because that's the that's what they're obsessed with, right? So I think, and also they said that they're going to be going to the it's going to be Jedi going to the unknown regions, I believe. 
which is kind of cool. And, and that definitely ties into more of what is happening in this Kylo Ren issue too. I'm just curious how far along in development are they on this new saga series uh, that they can come up with all of this information? Because they haven't announced anybody yet. There's nobody on board. Nothing's happening. You know, Benny F. Weiss left. Uh, so what's the... So, I don't know. I just... I, I don't want to be... I, I don't want to put all, all my eggs in this basket yet until they're like, oh no, it's definitely about this. Don't you worry. Um... You know, I, I don't mind whatever they do with this. Um, I just think, and I said to you, High Republic, and I'm like, why are we complicating this even more? Because it's like, I I mean, I'm going to try to stay positive on this. It's like, whatever. Like, if we get a new series that happens 400, 500, 1,000 years in the past from, <laughs> we used to say, <laughs> the Battle of Yavin, but also now it's apparently the Starkiller incident is now the center of the timeline. Um, that's another interesting thing that dropped this week. Um, but anyways, we'll yes. stick to the topic. Um, it doesn't matter to me, but I just like calling it High Republic. It's like it doesn't make sense to me. Now in Rise of Kylo Ren, it made sense, so that's where I stay positive. Because Larsen Tekka is talking about it, and Larsen Tekka is kind of an archaeologist. Uh-huh. I mean, that makes sense. Because calling it High Republic, but then relating it to a movie, like it's just that's confusing. If that's what they're going to do throughout the marketing, and that's like this is the High Republic age, and it's like nobody's gonna understand what that means outside of us. Like I'm a fan, and I'm like, okay, just call it the Republic. That's what it is. I understand the Republic existed for a long period of time, but like, all you have to do, you don't have to make up a new term. You just say, this is 400 years in the future, uh, the past of the Death Star or whatever. I think, I think the High Republic being it, being it referred to that is probably more for us than anyone else. I think if they did High Republic and then Old Republic, I think in the comics and, and the novelizations, that's really what we would get. And in the in the movies, you would just be like, I think the aesthetic of it might change or something like that, or you'd get a sense yeah. of, of when it takes place. I think we're in this interesting time for Star Wars because up until now, Star Wars had always been about, you know, Anakin uh, and his family, right? Like I have the Skywalker saga, as they decided to call it. Uh, and it's, it's been isolated in that. And, and now they're like, and now who knows what they're going on there there's rumors that yoda will a younger yoda will appear it's like well they're going to just keep milking yoda until (laughs) until the end of time um so it's it's very curious on that front like how they're going to sustain it in a way that keeps audiences engaged in what's going on because i know you know and i know there's that argument like everybody's like i didn't want ray to be a palpatine she should have been a nobody spoilers she should have been a nobody which is fair, I guess, but but what keeps your audience going is your core dynamic and your core group and 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 what is it about? And I think one of the things that makes the the original trilogy so endearing to people and what makes them so invested in it is that and I think this is why, you know, the last Jedi even in a lot of ways too is what what happens is is Empire Strikes Back is the smallest scale of all of these movies. You know, like it's just it's Luke is with a little green frog for two hours and Han, Leia, Chewie and 3PO are running around 
uh, for for two hours. You know, there's not much going on. You don't really know the rest. What's going on with the rest of the galaxy? You cut the Vader, and he's like, "Well, let's find them, right?" And then the Emperor's like, "You must get us out of Skywalker." But that, like, it's all it's all small and and condensed. And then, and I just think when we're going into these High Republic, what what is the point? What is going to keep us going back? Because it can't just be. I don't think for for Star Wars it's just all out war, you know. And I keep going back. Like Lord of the Rings isn't about, and it's about Frodo delivering the ring, right? It's all about that. You, got, I just think you got to keep it small. You got to keep. It's got to be big and epic, yada yada yada. But I, you got to find those characters that are endearing enough for us to stick around with for. You know, I know they're just doing individual movies right now, but you know that when one of them pops, they're going to make a sequel. So you got to find those characters that we want to keep going back to watch in events that mean something. And and it doesn't always have to be the end of the galaxy. You know, mm. that's all. Yeah, I mean. Oh, man. Um... <laughs> 150 episodes later our thoughts are star wars oh yeah it's just like i hate when they incorporate a new term for something that's in the past you know i I, yeah i don't know if that makes sense it's just like if you give us a new series after it and then you're like here's a new thing and like okay i understand that's a new thing people are understanding but it's just like it's like reading an expanded universe and they don't use the word Sith because it wasn't figured out till the prequels. Like it's <laughs> No, there's like, a, there are some expanded universes that use Sith from before the prequels. It's in like, I think it's in actually it's even in one of the Star Wars I think the original Star Wars novelization. Sith. But I know what you mean. Yeah, but you know it's just sort of like I think what bothers me is like Yes, making Star Wars gets a lot of information correct. But it's just like, I don't know. And then he just hears, he's like, oh, it's going to be about this. And I'm like, oh. Like, it's just, <laughs> why? Why? Like, it, like well, that's it's, great. It's the- like, we all kind of assumed that they would do that at some point because of the success of Knights of the Old Republic. Like, there is an audience for mm-hmm. it. In fairness to um, making Star Wars on this one, though, it's kind of like when you know in sports when it's like oh this player might have a broken pinky it's got the first you got to be the first person to report on it right that's that's awesome i I don't know it's uh. (laughs) um well for it uh going back to you it's like yeah we need characters but like i don't know it's hard to what to say about that because we don't know any plot line or anything like that uh but like i think Mandalorian shows us that like we can be given new characters and they're like oh yeah wow and like we've barely been given any there is a I would say that you could be connected with some of the characters in Mandalorian but like the the amount of character building in that was kind of slow at first so Mm -hmm. it's like uh, but uh, don't get me wrong I love Mandalorian (laughs) there's people at work that have been like you gotta watch this show and then like they just finished the series like oh my gosh you were right that was awesome i'm like it was good like it, it was just it was crazy how good it was i was like and that's like i feel i think i said this before mandalorian has gone against some of the formula mm-hmm. 
of how we delivered some newer Star Wars stuff. So yeah, let's do it. Like like let's like the High Republic part is like, uh, but you know we'll warm up to every, or I'll warm up to it at some point, I suppose. But that movie's when uh, if it is the next movie, twenty twenty two, correct? Right. Uh, well, maybe they haven't really announced what it is, but you would you have to assume, which you should never do at this point, that that's what it is. Oh, uh, making Star Wars dropped another bomb. Did you hear the other bomb that they dropped this week? The uh, sure. the one that I think it was yes, it was Friday. The one that uh, made me say, "Okay, I'll believe anything you say," and that is the Obi Wan Kenobi series could have. I sent you this one, an old Jar Jar Binks. Old Jar Jar Binks. I don't know how that would work. I can't believe you and McGregor would agree to have old Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> but you know, maybe he wants to work with Ahmed Best again. Who knows? Um, yeah. Which would be really cool. Uh, I would like that. I t- I think I told you in a, in a text the other day that uh, the one thing I always felt, and I love the Rise of Skywalker, but I kind of was hoping at the end. You know, you see the Ewoks, and that's great. But I was really kind of hoping for the shot of 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 old Jar Jar on the streets of Naboo, which is where he's working now as a street performer. And he just kind of looks up at the stars and and maybe, you know, you don't see anything above him, but he looks up at the stars and just kind of has this smile in his eyes. Like he knows like, you know, this dark cloud that's been hovering over him for all this time is, is finally gone. And I know we get that in Return of the Jedi, but the Emperor's back. So it would be nice to have seen that for me in it. Um, I don't know how he'll play out in an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. Um mm. It is just a rumor, so I'm not, you know, it's a grain of salt for sure. But if that happens, you know, you know where I stand on that one. Yeah, I think it would be great. Um, I mean, there, I think there was mention of possibly Hayden Christensen as well. Like, mm-hmm. those are all smart additions because it's like, yeah, maybe not their their movies aren't the most like well loved, but like people like those movies and. Never like it. Just put it in because this is the only opportunity you'll possibly get. I suppose I don't know uh-huh. how else you bring characters back in outside of like, yo, look, there's Jar Jar, and then you walk away. <laughs> oh, look, use of the Jar Jar Binks. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, that's exciting. I I like it a lot. Um, I'll I'm all for it. I mean, maybe it's Obi Wan goes on a quick mission to Naboo or something mm-hmm. like that. And he's like, I know a guy. <laughs> and he gets a meet Jar Jar again. I wonder if he'd be a street performer like in the Aftermath book. It'd be nice. I mean... Yeah. Uh, well, no, this would take place before the Aftermath book. So he might not... He would still act... Oh, he would probably still be on... <gasps> this could, It could actually be really intriguing if he was still like a chancellor or something. You know, like... If only Queen... Only if Amidala were here... This is a crisis. That's who I want back. What's that guy's name? This is a crisis. Bilbo. I like Sio Bibble. If Sio Bibble, if he could come back, it could only mean one thing. Invasion. Let's go over. We have a, we had a super chat on a, on a show recently from our good friend Heidi. Uh, let's put that on the screen. Heidi, Patreon Heidi Fetter, executive producer Heidi Fetter. Uh, has a super chat for us on this 150th episode. What if the Palpatines are the descendants from the first Sith and the Skywalkers are descendants of the first Jedi or vice versa, Brock, or vice versa? 
I don't hate it. I think it's a little too on the nose, but I don't hate mm-hmm, it, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not like whoa, <laughs> but I could get behind it. Uh, I mean, and then that's one thing that this high republic movie could revolve around just a little bit yeah though i was reading something on instagram where they're talking about how palpatine says he is all the sith because the, with the rule of two because yeah. it relates it back to darth bane who start, starts the rule of two and it's like they have to vanquish each other and then they absorb each other's power so like in a sense the sith continue on and they're sort of pointing out like Sith, uh, Sith ghosts don't exist because they don't, they can't connect with the Force like Jedi do. So this is their form of that. Even though in Clone Wars there's like a Darth Bane Sith guy or whatever, uh, we get into a little like slippery slope when we start looking at it that way. But um, so that kind of says to me that perhaps it's not so much a family thing. Again, that's this is something I read on Instagram, and um, <laughs> it doesn't mean anything, uh, but. In my head, that kind of makes sense. I feel like Palpatine just sort of an outlier that just figured out the way to make the system work, right? It's inter- It's like, I think that's what made Palpatine more interesting when he was just Senator Palpatine. He's just a regular dude that has a really, really plan. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that scene in comparison to the Palpatine of Rise of Skywalker, which is just like, I'm a half dead villain. Like, I want to destroy the world. It's like it's such a different yeah. it's the dichotomy of character. It's like but I mean I'm not saying I'm not saying that in a way that criticize the character, but it's just like the prequels Palpatine is like, oh yeah, yeah. It's like he's pulling all the threads and stuff like that. Uh, can you imagine getting the prequels first? <laughs> and then you're like, wow. <laughs> if you get the prequels first, you have the revelation of Sidious being yeah. uh, the ba- the bad guy, but then you have a different experience with "I am your father," so you don't get that shock. But what you get yeah. is you get your hero turning into the villain, yeah. Like yeah, which yeah. I think and is, I, and, and you know what I I think I've I've said this a few times, and and I was dead on about uh, dead serious about what I was saying. I I I love the prequels, and I actually really like Attack of the Clones. Um, everybody should give it a, another chance. Um, but I think looking back, it's almost like I kind of always wish they did the Vader Anakin thing in a way where Vader ex- coexisted with Anakin, and all you heard were these stories about this Jedi killer named Darth Vader going around, and that happens somewhere in the second movie. Like, but Anakin is still Anakin, and he's kind of got this, you know, side persona going yeah. on where he's he no one knows it's him. And then the third movie, you realize that it's oh my god, it's Anakin. Uh, he's the one that's that's behind all this. And I kind of a part of me always kind of hoped they would do that with with Kylo and and Ben Solo, in that you know I still feel like I, I like I said I thought he was going to turn earlier in the in the Rise of Skywalker. It's almost like imagine if he turned halfway or at that the end of of last Jedi, I imagine if he turns back, you, all of a sudden, like everything has just changed drastically. You know, the problem is your big bad is dead at the end of last Jedi. So he can't turn, but it's it just, I always felt like those were interesting to me and, and just seeing those played out more. And I hope they deal more with, 
good like the good and evil is what these movies are about is really is really it but to get back to to heidi's question yeah yeah i think that's the thing is the sith are they all kind of carry on and i still think Mm. palpatine was trying to be the last one of that you know like he always had his apprentices kill each other uh so so he could have a stronger apprentice and maybe you know that was for somehow for his benefit and maybe we'll find that out a little bit more maybe that's why he's not in the visual dictionary which i ordered and is coming for monday um so may, maybe that i i yeah palpatine and the prequels are just yeah watching in, in order it's a completely different experience and um I don't know if you okay. Let's say you have kids, Brock. Would you have and you're like, we're going to experience Star Wars whether you like it or not. Would you have them watch it one through nine or originals, prequels, sequels? Uh, I don't know. Like it's that's uh, that's the thing. It's sort of it kind of it makes if you watch it cry. <laughs> one to nine it's it might affect how you how things happen to you in that movie but if it's a kid i think everything is wonderment so it's That's like thing. you're like whoa i think uh, i don't know i really don't know i but i've always been interested in it so yeah i probably would <laughs> like maybe if i had two i was like i'm gonna show it to one of them chronologically and then I'm going to show the other one in release date <laughs> and see what happens. Because you see those fun, those fun videos where, like, there's the reveal. They watch kids watch Star Wars for the first yeah. time and the reveal. But then also, like, you can still get that effect because the kids are just like, wow. Because <laughs> visually, it's a, a, the movie is just a, always visually appealing, in my opinion. Come at me. I <laughs> like, will. Like, regardless of what... what you know, era of Star Wars you're talking about. Like, I think it's always like, wow, look at that, look at that, that's cool. So, um, yeah. Uh, but then, like, also going back to the Palpatine Skywalker lineage, which I would love to see. Like, I think it would mm-hmm. be great to just sort of find out where the Skywalker name comes from. Uh, but I think also just to add to the Palpatine part, like, I know they go by different names, but like. I think after a point, you might figure out that, like, the Palpatine family is evil. <laughs> so it's, you know what I mean? It's oh, yeah. not like a passing down. Um, but, like, also, like, I'm very curious about the past of the Jedi and the Sith in comparison to what, like, they set in Knights of the Old Republic, the video game, where it was, I wouldn't say it's different, but it's like there's a lot, uh, there's, it, there's a different vibe to it because there's still, like, there's a lot of Sith, I guess. I think we need to move away from the rule of two thing because it's like we were always understanding that it's like there's always two, but then now we've gotten rebels, we've gotten clone wars, and it's like, oh, but there's also all these yeah, the other side. Characters. But I guess the Sith are like the the powerful one that the other Sith live within, I guess, right? Like that's what they're that's their their trade off. Mm. I don't know. So it's just like, yeah, why not make it that I uh, like. They're just two warring sides. I think there is an interest in it. I think I've said before with Dr. Afra, like they show a past Jedi and like, no, it's not even Sith yet. It's just Jedi fighting Jedi. And it's like, who's right, who's wrong? And it's like, you don't know because there's mm-hmm. just no 
historical whatever so like i think that's an interesting point i wonder if the high republic if we're going to get into any of that and maybe it'll be the jedi against you know like 10 jedi let's say versus 10 sith and and then then we get the rule of two towards the end of whatever this saga is and that's what the saga leads up to if it is a saga because again they're saying these are just going to be individual movies not necessarily trilogies so who knows i don't i'm with this announcement that's coming from kathleen kennedy which she better not drop before this <laughs> this podcast goes up i'm really really intrigued uh to hear what what they say because the last you know, the last two of real value have been Ryan Johnson's Star Wars Episode Eight is called The Last Jedi, and it is the next chapter in the Skywalker saga, which I got to point out, Aaron Quinton sent me a book from 2014, uh, and I, was the title, oh, no, I can't remember, it was either the title of the book or the subtitle of the book was The Skywalker Saga. So the, so Lucasfilm, to the credit, was getting that out there, and because they wanted you to know that that story that they were telling was that specific saga so to their credit it was before uh we were all aware of it but for me the first time i ever saw it was that last jedi announcement which i think was big and they're, they're like the last jedi is kind of a huge title as well when you think about it um mm-hmm. and then of course jj abrams coming back to do to do nine so i think whatever they're doing here i, I believe that the the next announcement from lucasfilm that we get will probably be as big as we're doing episode seven because this is the next star wars thing this is the most important star wars movie since a new hope in that if this thing fizzles out what is star wars officially is a question like is it just these skywalkers if nobody goes to see other characters is what i'm saying (laughs) yeah uh i guess we'll have to see because it's like (laughs) Uh, yeah, uh, I think the future is bright. Uh, oh yeah, because man, Mandalorian is great. But Mandalorian, <laughs> hey, by the way, I like Mandalorian. But you don't have to leave your house to watch Mandalorian. Yeah, exactly. Like that's the that's the difference. Is you know, mm-hmm. would these people leave their house to go watch that in a the theater? I think it, it's it needs to be defined though, because like, at what point are you gonna get? tired of just like then there's some jedi and they swing their laser swords around and then the world is in jeopardy in some way <laughs> so it's like you need to quantify if that that formula still works you know what I mean? that's one thing i was saying about the i think i said this last week but the mandalorian is they're half hour episodes and i think that is on purpose so that when the movies come out you don't feel like well i can just stay home and watch a star wars movie you can't you're watching staying home and watching a 30 minute yeah movie as opposed yeah. to it um i don't look i i i'm optimistic for star wars i'm just curious to see what people's reactions will be to because right now i mean look and i know all like the diehards are probably like well the eu and that's fine but the, the general movie going public doesn't care about the eu and for them star wars has been you know luke skywalker centric the whole time it's always been about getting to Luke Skywalker and then it's been about Luke Skywalker and uh so I'm really I'm just you know I'm curious to see to see where it goes I'm you know I love Star Wars yeah me too can't Same can't things. be worse do you want to go over to some odds sure yeah wait wait hold up oh, Andrew's here 
I knew I sensed a disturbance. Of course. You're damn right. Oh God. All right. What brings you to us today? As Brock pointed out, wearing a plaid shirt, unlike usual. Oh, that's right. Thank you for noticing, Brock. It brings out my eyes. Um, but Brock, also he's, probably he's not dressed like a, a like a movie theater manager today either, which is. Which is <laughs> <laughs> that's how I get my free tickets. All right, Andrew. I just hustle them. What brings you around, Andrew? Well, I have no voice today, but I know you guys are recording episode 150. It's kind of a big deal. So I wanted to come crash your party and ask you for another challenge because I always fail your challenges. So it's a milestone episode. We should have a milestone challenge. Back it up. All right. The challenge 66, order 66 is a huge part of it all, right? Mm -hmm. So 66. The answer is episode three. Yes, you got it. 66 Jedi in 66 seconds. Do you think you have what it takes? Name 66 Jedi. Can you name 66 Jedi in 66 seconds? <clears throat> if my vocal cords cooperate, maybe. What What's the caveat? Only movie Jedi or just Jedi, Jedi in general? Jedi in general. Perfect. Are there 66 Thanks. movie Stay Jedi? Down. That is a good question. At Geonosis, there's a lot. Let's figure that out. (laughs) But no, it would be 66 Jedi. Uh, Ben Solo does not qualify. So you cannot say Ben Solo as a Jedi because I don't think he completed his training. And I don't think Anakin did either. So I don't think you can have Anakin. I'm just joking. You can can say those. Uh, Man, it does raise a lot of good questions. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Andrew, this is our 150th episode. I thought naming 150 right. Jedi 150 seconds was a little much, so we'll do 66. <laughs> Brock, you're going to take notes to just make sure that you got yeah, the, the counting count. correct. I will time it. Here we go, Andrew. 66 Jedi in 66 seconds, starting in three, two, go. Uh, Luke, Leia, Ray, Ben, Kanan Jarrus, Ezra Bridger, Yoda, Anakin, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Qui-Gon Jinn. Uh, Depa Bilaba, Adigalia, Saisi Tin, Flocoon, Ethkoth, um, Mace Windu, uh, let's see here, Apoorancissus, Evan Peel, Yaddle, Yariel Poof, uh, there's more, there's gotta be more. Yeah, there should be. Um, all 11 Inquisitors. Fair enough. Those six kids who uh, trained and got their kyber crystals. Quinlan Voss was definitely one. Uh, Count Dooku before he turned to the dark side. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. <clears throat> There's got to be more. Well, you got time. Uh, the the guy that Darth Vader killed in issue 12 of the comic, Jocasta New, Kit <laughs> Fisto, Luminar Unduli, Barris Afi. I don't know how many I have left. <laughs> um, oh boy! All right, Ray? let's see. Let's see. I already said Ray. Uh, Ahsoka. Um, Ahsoka. Thank you, Ahsoka Tano. She's kind of a big deal. Hi, oh, Ahsoka. You're, you're over time. Oh, I'm sorry, Brock. How many did he get? <laughs> okay, well, I counted when he said that guy. Yeah. Because I knew what you were talking about. Sure, we'll give him that Just guy. Let me count it. We'll uh, give him that guy. 
The guy that Vader. I hope the story group catches wind of this, and in the next visual dictionary, one of the characters is T apostrophe hat guy, but guy spelled weird. (laughs) (laughs) That's someone's new character. Hold on, I'm still counting. Andrew, how do you feel you did? (laughs) 31. That's not bad. I think you're. Because I didn't hear saying 11 inquisitors and then six kids. I wasn't going to do that because uh, I'll, I'll accept it, but I wasn't going to. I don't know if Inquisitors like, are Jedi, though. They used to be. Okay. They're Sentinels, Jedi Sentinels. I was just reading that. Sure. Five, so 25, 27 actual names plus 11. That's 38, right? And then six, 44. Wow. 44. I'll accept. Wow. If I, if I was counting. <laughs> that's not bad I'll take it I like that you weren't like you could have just when did you know that you had to do this Andrew because I feel like we've been talking about this for at least a week um I think it's been about a you're week spoiling, so you're spoiling so you could have easily just wrote them just looked up 66 <laughs> names written them down and read them out loud wait we didn't just make this up today maybe not this is so strange All right, this has been fun. Andrew, go drink some tea, get your voice back to it. Brock, you ready for Never Tell Me the Odds? I'm always ready for Never Tell Me the Odds, James. What are the odds we make it to 152? (laughs) Zero. (laughs) It's Never Tell Me the Odds, brought to us by Patreon. Wow. Yeah. Our favorite people in the world. I love my Patreons more than I love my parents. It's true. Your parents called me about that over Christmas. I know. I, I I don't talk to my parents. I only talk to Patreon. It's so true. Who are they? Get on the list. <laughs> no. uh, yeah, we really appreciate all the people that support us. And they, on a weekly basis, bring us Never Tell Me the Odds. And here they are. Executive producer, Heidi Fetter. She's, we have to exclusively call yeah. her that. <laughs> Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Christine Allison, Mary Kristen Athen. Jeff Wilson, Aaron Quinton, Al Schuler, Phil Staniforth, Austin Schur, Scott D, Andy Higgins, Mason Hope, Matt W, Rez Rural, Farm Boy, Frank Perkins, Sooner Thrawn, Neil Lowry, D, Raven Spencer, Matt Dallas, DJ Blake, Gleek Play One, Janet Rubio, Charlotte, Kayla Davis, Girls with Sabres, and the Denim Nerds. Oh, we almost forgot one person. I should have said it. Josh Price. So, Josh, sorry. You pass over Josh? Or was that me? I, I stopped at oh. Andy Higgins. I think I usually stop at Josh Price. That is my I, fault. I shout out Josh as well. He's a Patreon on my on my author page as well. So, shout him out. Wow. Double shout out. Um, <laughs> I was writing the other day. It was a lot of fun going back and writing. There was a glaring, there was a glaring miscalculation in the book that I'm working on. It was glaring. And I I missed it, and several other people missed it. And and, uh, the editor was like, "This is glaring." And I said, "Wow, that's a that's big." You're doing your job. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Anyway, this is our our, never tell me the odds. Our 150th episode. I don't know how many. I don't think we start. Do we do this right from the beginning? Never tell me the odds. We did top five. I don't know if odds were right away if they came later on, but whatever. We've done a lot of them. Uh, We're gonna have four odds today, and our final odd will come from a. Patreon. 
question. So here we go. Odds of the new series focusing on Sith rule of two. We kind of talked about this a little bit at the beginning of the show with a new series, the High Republic series focus on the Sith and their rule of two, Brock. Uh, I want to say yes, because that's all we, I mean, you and I, James, know lots of stuff about this. But I think that the average viewer, I was going to say reader, <laughs> viewer doesn't really know much about the Sith besides they're evil. So the rule of two, let's hammer it in there so we can kind of maybe see an origin. I'm going to go 80%. Nice, nice. I think I'm going to go Fulbrock. Now watch, like the, <laughs> the day yeah. before this, this goes up. They'll announce the new saga about the rule of two, but I'm going to go full Brock because I think it would be a lot of cool, but I also think that they might not want to dwell on that and it might be about something else. So I'm, I am torn on it because I think it's really cool. And I think the, the rule of two is something that they mentioned in Phantom Menace and it, it's never really in theatrically, you don't learn too much about it. And like you said, the, uh, you know, there's a lot of other dark side users. What separates them from Sith? And that's something I think yeah. would be great to be explored, but I'm going to go for Brock. Our next odd, the odds of Yoda being a main character in this new High Republic series, if that's what it is, or any new series. I'm concerned uh, that we might start overusing, overdoing it on Yoda, yeah. though prior to the revolution that is baby Yoda, I think a year ago or maybe two years ago, there was a lot of pictures of a young yes. Padawan Yoda sort of with hair and stuff. And I was like, yes, make that. So I'm, I'm going to stick to those guns. I want to say 90% it's going to be, especially with baby Yoda being so popular. It just makes total sense to throw a Yoda, the Yoda character. Or not, maybe not even... Yeah. Yoda specifically give us another Yoda. if we learn give us <laughs> like baby Yoda John Favreau had to go out and explain that he's not actually Yoda because this takes place after yeah. Yoda dies um yeah. but yeah another Yoda species but how much do we want to know about that species we're obviously going to yeah, learn that's nice. yeah like <laughs> I, I think what the Mandalorian was able to accomplish this year was giving us another Yoda species making it a main focus but not giving us any information on this species at all yeah. uh so I I, I'm very, again, I'm torn on whether or not I even want Yoda in this. I do love Yoda. What am I seeing more Yoda? If it's 400 years, he's got to be there if it's about Jedi. Um, but I don't think I want him to be a lead if he was young. And we kind of figure, if we were learning about why he gets so wise, sure. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm going to go 80%. I have to go high. I think, I think you know, they're milking Yoda. They've seen it. They want it. They're going to do it. They know that Yoda brings in the money. He is, I mean... He's, you know, he doesn't show up till he's he's in the second movie, not even the first Star Wars movie ever. And he's like the most iconic thing in Star Wars. He's like one of the top, you know, he's top five for sure icons of Star Wars, right? So how do you not include him, especially if you're moving away from this thing called the Skywalker saga? Uh, and our next odd, the odds of the prophecy of the Chosen One being mentioned in this new series. Uh, I think fairly high. Uh, Master and Apprentice really focused on like Qui-Gon researching it so I don't I can't remember when the stuff he's reading if that occurs in this sort of time period but it would be cool for maybe not the main plot but like maybe like a subplot at some point like it would be cool if they're like maybe this person's the chosen one like wouldn't that be kind of interesting like the chosen one's like or oh, what like 
I I would love them to just sort of. <laughs> it's almost like the trade deals of Phantom Menace. They're <laughs> like we're talking about trade federation. It's like wouldn't it be just awesome? Just like here's a Jedi philosopher. It's like well you see it's like a master class in like. <laughs> Jedi I would love that. It would people would hate it, but I would love it. I'd be like oh yes yeah yes. I know the joke. What is the force? <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna say. 75%. I think it's a pretty high. I think these are all things that definitely can exist. In it this could possibility. easily exist. It's just whether or not yeah. Lucasfilm wants them to be re, mm-hmm. um, revisited. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. Look, The Force Awakens, it seemed like, and, you know, still going on. I still feel like there are, there's a little trepidation there for it to really fully embrace the prequels. And look, you can mention Gungans in The Mandalorian. You can have old Jar Jar in in the obi-wan series but in a theatrical release i'm not sure they are ready to fully embrace the prequels and you know they had a little some minor nods and solo and rogue one to the prequel era um so i don't know and the chosen one is such a hot topic but i think there would be i think it would be a that would be a hashtag missed opportunity i think if they don't mention it but i also said that about maz being in solo and that was way off uh, so I'm going to go 67% on that one as well. And now yeah. our final lot today comes from one of our Patreon supporters. His name is Jeff. And Jeff is at a convention with his friend. Let's go over to him and see what his odd is today. Hello, rebel scumbags out there on the Internet. Uh, we are coming to you live from the Greater Columbus Convention Center in beautiful Columbus, Ohio, live from OhioCon 2020. Uh, I'm here with my best friend, Justice. This is Jeff Wilson. Um, I'd love to give you an odd. I'm going to give him an odd as well and get his answer, but I'd love to hear your response. Happy 150th episode. That is a huge milestone. Um, you guys have been a big part of my life the past year and a half or so. And I love listening to you guys every day, so I feel very blessed to be able to send this video to you. So, my odd for you is, what are the odds that Boba Fett will return in The Mandalorian Season 2? Justice, what are your thoughts? I honestly feel like they started off with the idea that they would bring a character back just in case it didn't go so well viewership-wise. But since it has become one of the most talked about things on the internet, whether it be memes or just the series in itself, I feel like they don't need to bring the character back, so they'll keep the character in and of itself the most prized possession of the series. Alright, very thought out answer. What are the odds that they bring him back? 36% if that. 36%. That is a very precise answer. I'm going to say, since the success of the first season and they're filming the second season now, as we know, I'm going to say 2% that Boba Fett returns in Mandalorian Season 2. And like I uh, like I said, um, I think the first season was very successful and the second season will not have as much familiar characters. We'll get a lot of new content, a lot of new things we've never seen before. Um, so, those are our thoughts. Your odds. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff and Justice, great odd. Uh, Mandalorian sweeping the nation. Actually, uh, Jeff, his first appearance on here was at Star Wars Celebration Chicago with Andrew. Uh, And they did a vote at a a never tell me the odds on the Mandalorian that day. Uh, So it's it's nice that his odd comes full circle now. 
and he asked us about the Mandalorian. <laughs> Boba Fett appearing in the second season. Brock, we're on Tatooine. We see that caped figure go up to uh, to the what I can't remember her name. The bounty hunter, the assassin. Oh, yes. Ming-Na. yeah, Ming Na. But what's her name in the uh, Felon Krusk or something? Killing McKillface. Killing McKillface. They goes up to her her body and never seen or heard from again this character people have speculated that it is boba fett um what are the odds boba fett season two of the mandalorian i don't know i've said this before i feel like boba fett is something you just keep in your back pocket if something if you run out of ideas uh but now having watched the full season of mandalorian there's just so much they still can cover that I don't think they need it. I would love just even the mention of Boba Fett. Um, I don't know. I just I can't see it happening in season two. So I'm going to go 30%. I have to go uh, low as well. I'm yeah. with you on this one. I think you keep Boba in the back pocket. I hear our, our, our good friend, Patreon subscriber, and uh, live chat enthusiast, rural farm boy right now. Boba Fett's dead. <laughs> He's dead. I can see him. Type. Yeah, no, He's typing I, I it right agree. now. He's left the show. He's like, no, he's dead. Um, you can just stay dead. Yeah, but like- I want him to stay dead because, you know, when Palpatine was re- revealed to be back, uh, Andrew brought up the good points. Like sometimes, you know, just leave dead, dead. And I think Palpatine coming back makes sense because of the, the nature of the Skywalker saga. But I don't want it to be uh, die. When you're, when you're dead, just stay dead. We need some weight in in this saga um so i'm gonna go 27 percent. a mention sure a flashback sure uh but anything post return of the jedi i really kind of am just fine with him being dead and gone i mean we may be proven wrong i don't know a question like that makes me want to rewatch all the mandalorian episodes of clone wars it's yeah just, there's so much in that that world that's just unknown but then also it's just like there's so much it's elaborate too to the point that i'm like oh yeah i forgot about that <laughs> i try to, i know that's not like but i try to get like people who like the mandalorian to watch the clone wars and they just a lot of them just are like no i just don't want to do it and it's the animation versus live action thing that goes on and, and, and you know it is what it is and i mean they're missing out sure but they're not they don't feel like they are so you know they're i think um a lot of people the diehards like well, but nobody knows what that what the dark saber is but nobody cares like 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 and i don't mean nobody cares i mean they care but they care in a way like we're gonna find out next season care right like that's yeah, how yeah. it is and and i think when we i mean we're so invested and in we know what it is right but how are they gonna understand it's like well they see it on a completely different level than we do it doesn't bother them uh they look at it like oh we're fine we'll find out later how that happened we'll 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 yeah. give it up uh, but those are never some of the odds. Thank you to all of our Patreon. Uh, means a lot to us. But this week's our 150th episode. And right now, Brock, we're going to go somewhere really cool. We haven't done this on a show yet. We are going to have a debate. Oh, what? Are you ready for Vote of No Confidence? Let's get to it. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, it's Vote of No Confidence. We've never done this as part of the show before. This is part of it. We've got two special guests both of them are not in the same room as us, obviously. We've got Dan and Phil coming to us opposite ends of the world, even. This is how much fun it's going to be. We're going to have a great time. How are you guys doing? Excellent. Thank you. 
awesome. Cold, yeah. but awesome. <laughs> I like warm. that you both knew to like take a moment and like wait for someone <laughs> to respond and talk yeah. over each other. I, you guys are very, <laughs> very un-American. Of me. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so today's vote of no confidence is Ben Solo versus Anakin Skywalker, the first Skywalker male that we know of versus the final Skywalker. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. A coin was flipped earlier. Den, who do, who are you uh, selected to defend? You assigned me <laughs> to Anakin Skywalker. And Phil, that would leave you with? Um, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Ooh. So mm. before we get into it, Brock, who's your favorite? Because I want the biases out right away so they know where we're coming from. When we, when we, we won't decide. We'll leave it to the audience to decide. But Brock, who's your favorite? Before you hear their argument. What were the options again? Anakin and Ben <laughs> Solo. Anakin and Shmi and uh... and Jack Dexter Jackson. Ooh, that's a tough one. Oh man, that is. I'm conflicted because he spent a lot of time with Anakin. I'm gonna go Kylo Ren because throw away the past destroy it <laughs> yeah. all right all right well until this one started i'm an anakin guy i do have this light up funko pop brock that i bought oh. i haven't opened it because i'm worried i broke it so i'm <laughs> i've broken a lot of funko pops <laughs> my my root my uh r2d2 with antlers only has one antler right now let's just put it that way all right so let's get started we want to hear your arguments for Ben and Kylo Ren. Uh, I did flip a coin earlier in the day. I should do another one, though, to make it legit. I don't have a coin. So, Den, you've got Anakin. Why don't you start us off? All right. Um, so, I have jokingly uh, stated prior to recording this that I have a five-point uh, thesis <laughs> for why Anakin is superior to Ben Solo. Um, but when you take away the fact that Sand is uh, objectively evil, <laughs> and you take away the fact that the prequels are pure meme generators, you're left with, like, two really strong points. Um, and I think I can maybe pull this out to maybe three good points. The first one I want to go with is simply Anakin is the chosen one. No one else in the Star Wars universe, except for maybe Luke, which that was a Rebels case, has been given this title of the Chosen One. So, like, Anakin is, like, the pinnacle of Jedi. He is the pinnacle of Force user. And that's kind of like my first case. All right. Phil, what's your first for... Ben Solo, a.k.a. Kylo Ren, a.k.a. The Last Skywalker. Okay, well, I, I similarly have a, a three-point plan. <laughs> Going into this. Uh, the first one is that um, I believe he had to deal with and overcome, Kylo Ren had to deal with and overcome bigger obstacles in his life and faced and defeated stronger demons to gain his redemption. Um, I'll go into a bit more detail if you want me to. Sure. I've, I've written some notes, so uh, let's start with childhood. So, well, admittedly, 
Anakin and his mother were slaves. Um, they seemed to live a fairly happy life on Tatooine. Um, his youth was mostly spent fixing droids, pod racing with his friends, and occasionally making tea for Watto. Um, it sounds like a pretty good deal to me. On the flip side, Kylo Ren uh, was raised by a deadbeat dad um, who was often away on spice smuggling trips <laughs> with his friends uh, and a princess who was bogged down in politics for the most of the day and never had time to tuck him into bed or read him a story. Um, these things maybe sound a little bit trivial, um, but they can mean a lot to a sensitive child on Coruscant or wherever he grew up. I can't remember. Um, obviously, Anakin had his troubles with Padme. Uh, he wanted to save her, but was she ever in that much trouble? Um, they were, after all, just bad dreams he was having. Um, Kylo, on the other hand, was sent away to live with his crazy uncle, who used to creep into his room at night, use the force to watch and monitor his deepest inner emotions and ignite his lightsaber if he didn't like what he saw. Um, putting myself in his position, I'd also be pretty angry, I think. Um, uh, and I'd probably want out of that situation as soon as possible. Um, so after all he went through, he was still able to find affection for Ray and tried his best to form new relationships. All right. That is my point. Number All right. Point number one. Dan, rebuttal. You got to win this for Anakin. Um, you know, it, you, you bring up you bring up a good point. Like, Anakin, while he did spend, like, the first nine years of his life um, being a piece of human property, and Kylo just grew up in palaces and uh, political uh, sanctuaries. Um, Alone. I, I think that, you know, Anakin had one thing on his resume that uh, Kylo Ren could never have. Anakin is a god killer. Anakin killed the son. One of the ones. Ooh. Kylo Ren will never, ever, Ben Solo will never, ever have something to that pinnacle in his favor that's a deep that's like that's like the mortis uh, the mortis maneuver <laughs> it's like boom oh i forgot about that wow very nice very nice jeez he just Sorry. like went for the jugular on that one phil um <laughs> I, number two he, he was mentally a stronger character um I would, what have I written here? I can't remember. Okay, here we go. Darth Sidious uh, was easily able to convince Anakin to turn to the dark side. All it took was a few stern words at the space opera and a couple of few gentle nudges in the right direction and Anakin was soon down on one knee declaring his allegiance to the dark side. Kylo not only resisted the mind tricks from Snoke or Palpatine, whatever, um, and hid his intentions to kill him in the throne room, and then ultimately did kill him, and he didn't even see it coming. So, I mean, you know. Um, what, sorry. Uh, there was never a sense that Palpatine would recruit him or take him as a Sith apprentice, I think because Kylo was so mentally strong, he would have rejected any such approach. Um, 
he simply wanted to use Palpatine for his armada of Star Wars destroyers, and that is badass. All right. This is a tough one. Dan? Um, actually, I I have to concede that point. Like, I, I do, I wholeheartedly agree Ben Solo is more mature and stronger mentally than Anakin was. But I think Kylo was also raised by a better quality of Jedi uh-huh. than Anakin was. Um, but that being said, Anakin could never kill a member of his own family. Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo had no problem, you know, uh, playing kebab with Han Solo's heart. So, um, it, I, I think the quality of person is slightly in the advantage of Anakin. And, like, Kylo Ren turned to the dark side because, you know of his family's legacy and who his family was. Anakin turned to the dark side because he didn't want to lose who his family was. And I, I, again, I do concede that Anakin was always half dark side, but that's kind of the burden you play when you're the chosen one. You are, you, you have to be both. You know, Kylo Ren did not have to walk the path that Anakin walked because he wasn't the chosen one. Really? Chosen one. Chosen one, chosen one, chosen one. Ben Solo, the dead one. (laughs) Maybe not dead. I don't want to get into that argument. Phil? Um, Well, I've kind of disagreed with that point um, (laughs) by number three. was uh, I wrote, he has a stronger moral compass. I think he's more moral than Anakin. And here's why. Um, Although Kylo did commit one of the biggest crimes in the Star Wars timeline by killing Han Solo, um, his morals and integrity are far stronger than the deranged psychopath Anakin Skywalker. Kylo always thought that he was doing the right thing. He had many opportunities to kill Rey in the interrogation chamber in The Force Awakens, in the throne room, in The Last Jedi, and on Persana in The Rise of Skywalker. Or attack her, I guess. Um, but he didn't. He walked away for some for some reason that we don't really know about. Um, Anakin, on the other hand, went out of his way to kill scores of innocent younglings, slaughter a village of misunderstood Tusken Raiders, and worst of all, turned his back on his wife and unborn children his best friend and master, and the entire Jedi Order. And that is why Kylo Ren is better. <laughs> well, Anakin's better because he was the first one to kill the Emperor. Ooh. Um, and he was the first one to bring balance to the Force. Uh. Now, you might could argue that his impact was not long-lasting, but he did those things nonetheless. Um, and... To, to your point, Phil, um, he did not commit patricide. Um, so I, I still think that that is a moral point for him. Like, yeah, he could kill a room full of children he doesn't really feel that close to. Um, yeah, you know, he could be responsible for wiping out uh, numerous cultures and societies of peoples. Kylo Ren kind of did turn a blind eye to, you know, Starkiller Blaze 
base blowing up the entire New Republic. So, you know, I mean, I think moral compass wise, they are equals. And I think Kylo did that on purpose. Like, Kylo wanted to prove he was a moral equal to Vader. That was the point of him turning a blind eye. So I think, like, morality-wise, like, I think Anakin gets the edge simply because he did not kill people in his family. Mm. Okay. Did he not kill Padme? No. I, 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 to this day, I truly believe the Emperor killed her. Mm, okay. Uh, I, I think that was a manipulation of Sidious. Huh. Mm. <laughs> a broken heart killed Padme. Yeah, broken. Well, wow. <laughs> yeah. But I like no, uh, yeah. not to interject there. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's um, that's quite good, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. It's a difficult one, really. It's a very difficult one. Um, Let's get a close mm. closing thought. Let's get your closing thought, Phil, and then yeah, and then well. Den, you can. Uh, and then we'll, we'll leave it up for for everybody to decide in the comments and the chat. But Brock and I will have the real decision. Uh, Is there a winner? <laughs> the winner. There's, well, no, but <laughs> there will there will be a winner, but it, we won't know today. We will leave it up uh, okay. for uh, for everybody watching to leave the comments and let us know. But Brock and I will have influence on that, and we'll announce it uh, next week on it. How's that? <laughs> Mike, we had, they didn't have that plan. All right, Phil. Final thought. Uh, so final thought, I'm just going to go over the three points that I initially made. Um, three main reasons why I believe Kylo Ren is better than Anakin. One, he had to deal with uh, bigger obstacles in his upbringing and in his life and overcame and defeated stronger demons to gain his redemption. Um, number two, he was a stronger character. I believe he was mentally stronger and... Um, Number three, he has a stronger moral compass, in my opinion. Yeah. And Dan? Um, my three points are that he was the first to bring balance to the galaxy by killing Palpatine. Um, he was the chosen one, and Anakin is a god killer. No one else in the Star Wars universe can say that. That's really... a really big... Good points from both of you. I won't let my influence decide anything. Uh, let us know in the comments below and in the chat who you think won this one. Brock, right away, your first impressions. Are you are you still uh, you know, on the Kylo I'm, Ren side of things? I I really am conflicted now. You, both you gentlemen really brought an academic spin to this, and it's you know I don't think I've ever really compared Kylo to or Ben to Anakin. So it's just like yeah, like that road to redemption. Oh, I guess we do that because they're like they're the villain and we have to redeem them because that's what happens in the first one but yeah i just I've, i don't think i've really put them together and it's just like which one is <laughs> like is it because he's first and the chosen one or is it because he's able to come back from the dark side to the light side oh man uh you've really enriched my lives the both of you Those are so great points. i don't know which side to take i will say I think the Mortis, the Mortis Anakin thing, that's a real, that's why I interjected there. It's like, oh, that's like, you can't like really come back from that. Like, he killed a god. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I can't choose a side because you're both staring at me and making me off. <laughs> I can't see either one of them right now, which is 
working in my favor. I'm not going to choose one either. Uh, there were great points on both sides. I was team Anakin going into this, and now I'm team, ooh, I don't know. Uh, I'm team conflicted. There will We will announce the winner on next week's episode 151, and uh, we'll send you guys something for being on this as well. Thank you guys for debating with us on Voter No Confidence yeah. during our 150th episode of the Rebel Scum Podcast. Well, thanks for having us. Yeah, awesome. No, no, thank you. Hollow news, da 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 da. Hollow news, da 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 news. Take it, Brock. <laughs> Today in Hollow News, uh, ever heard of TikTok? Um, well, if you're millennial, probably yes. But Star Wars has done some cool stuff, or not Star Wars, but Star Wars fans have been doing some cool stuff on TikTok, where they have been starting a movement that, like, they changed these the avatar for tiktok users to that of their favorite star wars lego character uh it become an, they have it has taken uh, over in the last few weeks that with the hashtag lsw uh meaning lego star wars with 900 million views as of thursday afternoon uh usually with playing some kind of video to the cantina band music which is interesting <laughs> It's not a political statement. The only thing <laughs> is they just really love the the Lego Star Wars. Uh, apparently, a article in uh, the New York Times did a article called The Hype House, a Spanish-style mansion in, in a gated Los Angeles neighborhood filled with TikTok stars. Part of the Lego Star Wars movement started as a satirical tongue-in-cheek response to the sudden national recognition of class differences between TikTok users. <laughs> uh, <laughs> some old tradition even circulated to say that the Lego Star Wars community was a sick of being unappreciated and overlooked by the hype house, and users asked the orders others to join the resistance. <laughs> uh, when asked a expert in sort of this category of news, said that the Lego Star is a such a potent meme particularly on overcrowded platforms for the use, such as Instagram and TikTok, that it's just an awesome game, and that's it. There's nothing else. They're just doing it for funsies. <laughs> In an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, uh, Jessica Henwick, known for her for from Iron Fist and Game of Thrones, who also played Jessica Pava in The Force Awakened, uh, originally was was in the the race to become Rey in the in Force Awakens. She uh, said that there was a six month process for auditioning, and at the end she said she made just enough influence on uh, or effect on JJ that that's why he created a character specifically for her, and that is why it's, the character's name is Jess Pava. You know her as the X-wing pilot from. Blue Squadron in Force Awakens. Uh, she was disappointed after six months of not getting that role, but to know that she was at least <laughs> kept in the movie, that's not too bad. And in the final news, uh, it, has been, uh, it was announced earlier this week that Billy Lord stood in for her mother as uh, Princess Leia in The Rise of Skywalker. Um, she was... She used the body double for young Leia in the flashback to the training scene between Luke and Leia. Uh, of course, her uh, mother's face was CG, uh, 
putting about on top of her face. So that was Billy Lord in that scene alone. So it's really neat. Uh, Mark Hamill was himself, uh, but younger, de-aged, as they say. Uh, it was and this and the editor said it was an emotional thing for everyone to see her in that position. It felt great for us too. If you're going to have someone play Carrie's part, it's better that it's Billy because there's a lot of similarities between them when they were able to, that they were able to draw from. The real challenge was just making Leia footage we had to work with fit in the scene. Uh, and co-writer Chris Terrio has said that the face used in that scene were straight from Return of the Jedi. And this has been your Hollow News. Top five. Top, top five. five. And today's top five. Oh, we have a, a special guest on our top five. Yeah. Hold on. I have to get rid of this graphic that's covering our faces. And once I do that. Oh, I found it. Okay. Here we are. We're here. We're back on this camera. Top five. Right here. We have a special guest. You want to introduce yourself to, to the galaxy? <laughs> Hello, Galaxy. Uh, my name is Mary Athon, and I'm happy to be here and happy to talk about Star Wars always. Thank you. Finally, the truth comes out. We've been mispronouncing <laughs> yeah. your last name the whole time. Yeah, it's true. We don't like to admit it, but we do. We I think we mispronounce 90% of people's names. <laughs> like, it's not Smith, it's Smith. Oh, we're, pretty, <laughs> we're, we're, we're pretty bad at it. Today, you're joining us for 100. And, we've done 150 to top five brock um, how have we ever thought of that many top fives i'm pretty sure we repeated them multiple times oh yeah today, <laughs> today so we had to get a guest on because it is uh an iconic one top five moments from the skywalker saga episode one to episode nine and this is unbelievably the hardest top five we've ever done even harder than i think our third or fourth one where we did top five jar jar moments brock this one was way harder than that one. Um, I, so I guess I gotta, say, I gotta say right off the bat, I told you guys earlier, I don't have Praetorian Guards on my list because I went for more emotional scenes, even though I guess that one, it's kind of the first time they really can. Anyway, it's not, it, it's my favorite, but it's not on my list of favorites. So it'll be good. Anything, anything, uh, Mary, that you have that you didn't put on that you're like, oh, that one should have been on, but it's not. I don't have the Praetorian Guards. And then... I just thought of one that I'm like, I should Welcome to top five. Yeah, so <laughs> and I, I think that I'm actually going to, well, okay, I'll just say it. It's um, in episode six where Luke is on ta Tatooine with the whole crew and he puts his lightsaber in R2-D2 and he's like on the plank about uh. to jump into the, yeah, digest for a million years, whatever. And then he like gives R2 the signal and he spits out the lightsaber and it's awesome <laughs> and no one thought that, that was gonna happen it's like where's his lightsaber and no one even knew that he was going to have one and then it's green because he had to make a new one. Oh, it's just awesome <laughs> really 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 good stuff it's like those memes on instagram where it's like they're like all you had to do was say this and then it's the end of the movie so it's like it's like uh it's like i'll help you i'm uh like emperor palpatine talking that uh Anakin is like, I'll help you. It's like, no, he's a evil Sith. Don't trust him. And it's just like, <laughs> old credits, like written and directed by. Him. It's like, it's All be the like R two shooting out that lightsaber, but it goes too far and it misses. Is like <laughs> written and directed. They're like, oh, that shoot. is that is one of my favorite moments <laughs> that did not make my list either. <laughs> have to. Uh, oh, I lost your video again because shocker, I lose 
He lives in the woods, ladies and gentlemen. That'll be a shirt. James definitely will. Hopefully, uh, (laughs) hopefully your video comes back. (laughs) Subway, let's go right into the top five now. Uh, Brock, why don't you kick things off with your top five moment from the Skywalker saga, which I'm sure tomorrow you'll be like, oh, I should have had this. (laughs) My number uh, five is going to be Duel of the Fates because it is exciting. An exciting lightsaber battle, arguably probably one of the best, because it's sort of like, hey, we could think up choreography for this. <laughs> uh, and it gave us the wonderment that is Ray Park. Uh, yeah, great music, great everything. Just so good. And it doesn't include any of our original cast. Well, no, that's not true. Anyways, go on. <laughs> my, my number five is the moment of Obi-Wan Kenobi's death on the Death Star. That is just, that was like, I don't know, when you're a kid watching, it's like, it's still emotional. Luke's reaction, no, like that slow-mo, and then they're shooting, but they got to leave, so there's no time to mourn on it. Um, and he's, But the fact that he just holds up his lightsaber and lets vader strike him down it's just such a great star wars moment and i mean everybody knows it everybody there's that meme where the, the dirty clothes on the ground the husband's like <laughs> the wife's like why is there a dirty pile of clothes i killed a jedi <laughs> it's like i hate you that's my life uh, but that's my number five it's such an iconic <laughs> moment i absolutely love it mary what's your number five so it's actually duel of the fates too oh, it's where um they're in they're in the lobby and all of a sudden, the song comes on, and then the double doors open, and Mace Windu, or not Mace Windu, <laughs> and uh, they're in the lobby, and opens with Darth Maul standing there, and he like extends the lightsaber, it goes out both sides. You're like, never seen a double lightsaber before. This is awesome. And then the music starts going. Padme's like, we'll go the long way around. Oh, it's just <laughs> great. <laughs> it saved that movie too. <laughs> Even though, I, I like the movie. Uh, it's a good connection. Like that, that, uh, that uh, duel of fates, and then the death of Obi Wan are good to be put together in this this top five because it's sort of like the first lightsaber battle to like one of the most advanced ones. Where like, you yeah, know, uh, <laughs> has got the cable coming out of this, and they're just like whacking sticks. But then they're like this one, you got like crouching tiger, hidden dragon, like choreography. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. That's a fun. That was a fun choice for number five. That's one of my favorite. Uh, that, James, you want to do number? Yeah, five? that didn't that make my list because uh, my list is apparently terrible. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, my number four is Empire Strikes Back. Yoda lifting the X-wing. Ah, yeah. So good, right? Awesome. Yeah, it's a great, great moment, um, and it it really kind of tells you everything you need to know about the Force. It doesn't matter how big you are. It's all about focus, Brock. Uh, my number four is going to go back to the prequels, the Darth Sidious uh, Yoda lightsaber battle. Uh, just to be like, oh, this is everything we dreamed about. <laughs> and I like that it's a showdown between these two because I've always kind of seen them as like foils of each other. If like Luke and Vader foil are uh, sort of that idea as well. But like, I like to, I like to know if like Yoda knew. <laughs> I like to think that deep down he's like, this is all going to happen because it has to happen or whatever. So, mm-hmm. but it, just seeing Yoda go all out with the lightsaber is just wild. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned that before that you thought Yoda kind of knew it was going down. Yeah, yeah. Mary, Mary, what's your number four? 
So actually, I I almost picked the Yoda X wing, <laughs> and then I you know the Luke X wing from episode nine. Uh, really good stuff. But my number four is it's episode two, Attack the Clones, and it's kind of like a cheesy scene, but I think it's just so cool. It's uh, the Coliseum, and then all of a sudden, all the Jedi show up, and Mace Windu <laughs> pulls out the lightsaber in front of Count Dooku and says, "This party's yes. over." <laughs> Great moment, absolutely. And you know, if if Andrew was on this, he would have that in his top five for sure. I think, I think. and that's why he's not on that. It. Your top fives have some like funny joke yeah. included in it, like which uh, works for my number three because I was like, I have to put him in there. Uh, Babu Frick yeah. in Attack uh, of Skywalker, no Rise of Skywalker, but specifically when he's like, I am Babu Frick. <laughs> Uh, I was thinking about this week. I think episode nine is the funniest Star Wars. Yeah. Just for like a lot of things, but because uh, I think originally I thought this was a Rise of Skywalker <laughs> moment and it was just going to be jokes. It's like runner spice, spice runner. <laughs> that was... It was the funniest, but it was also the darkest in some ways. Yeah. What CVP stuff got pretty the, dark. The Rise of Skywalker, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's why it needed <laughs> like, to be funny. CVPO did a dark joke. What? <laughs> he got a little blue, <laughs> then a little gold. Opened up really dark, too. Got a of people. It's yeah. And then? It's, I, yeah, it is. Oh, God. Exical. That's like, I think they should have a haunted house themed with Exical, <laughs> where it's just like you're in the dark, and then there's like dead guys, and like, ah. <laughs> Palpatine is just being lowered from the ceiling. <laughs> I would still pass, hard pass on the haunted house. Haunted house. Um, my, my number three is Obi-Wan in Attack of the Clones discovering the clone army. The Ooh, clone army. Yeah. That's uh, a pivotal point in Star Wars. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, there's an entire TV series based around the aftermath of that event. And really everything that follows is because of this clone army. So that's my number three. And I love uh, Camino also. Mary, number three. Uh, okay, so my number three is at the end of episode four where Han Solo swoops in and saves the day. Mm. And then where Obi-Wan says, the force will be with you always. Mm. It's just really magical. It's really good. It's not that it's funny, just... though, but yeah. <laughs> 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 I almost chose another funny one, but I, I could go back and forth. <laughs> that is a that almost made, uh -huh. that did not make my list, but I it's a fantastic moment. Brock number two. <laughs> it's on my list as well. Is it number one <laughs> on your list? All right, number two, bro. Okay, I'll I'll go. My number two is from the Revenge of the Sith motion picture, uh, when the Vader mask is coming down on Anakin's head, uh, and then it clicks in, and there's that moment of silence, and then. That was one of my favorite moments. I mean, I didn't get to see the original trilogy when they first came out, but the the six that I have, or the six, eight, eight, nine, however many I've seen in the theater that weren't the original three, that is the one moment when the whole, maybe the whole little maneuver, but the whole theater is just kind of like in awe for a moment. And we all know, like, it's not like it's a surprise. Like, we're all like, it's Vader. And then it comes yeah. out, but then as soon as that, you hear the breathing, it's like, Oh yeah. yeah, Star Wars. Like whatever came before, nothing mattered. It didn't matter how much people hated the prequels. It didn't matter anything. Vader's here. That one click. I love that moment. Brock, you're number two. 
my number two is going to have to go Return of the Jedi, my favorite Star Wars movie. I just want to say Ewoks. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of big. <laughs> I think uh, I like the part where they're going like I want to say the Battle of Endor. But again, that's not really a scene or a moment. I like the fact that they're like about to get to the shield battery and they're like oh we can't do this and it's like oh i'm afraid one of them just went over there <laughs> he's like what <laughs> so it's like the fact that they are even able to like succeed in that battle with like oh yeah we just ran off and stole the scout bike <laughs> like what <laughs> <laughs> i just love That's that so good. And, you know, great. the fact that they make c3po their um their god, god. <laughs> that was almost number two i was like yeah, that was pretty sweet. You should have you said your number two should have been Ewoks in the Rise of Skywalker. That should have been it. Mary, what's your number two? Okay, so my number two is episode eight, where they're on Crate and Luke is like, whatever, projecting himself. Kaloran's there. He like tries to stick the lightsaber and Luke, he like finally realizes Luke's not really there. And then Luke just goes, see you around kid and vanishes and the music and just it's just oh so cool (laughs) (laughs) it it, oh i I forgot about that that whole that whole like crate is just like a piece of art we're like why is it red is that blood it's like no that's just like the salt underneath yeah (laughs) Uh, though that guy who tasted that salt though he didn't know it was salt (laughs) that guy is salt (laughs) yeah you just put it in your mouth (laughs) what is this i'm gonna try it no, nope. so don't eat the ground, guys. <laughs> don't eat the ground. Uh, we're on number one now. Uh, I'll go first because it is the only true number one of the entire Skywalker saga. It is the number one of Star Wars as a whole. And if you disagree, your list is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Because... I mean, that sets everything in motion. I mean, it doesn't now that there's prequels, but at the time it set everything in motion and it's such an iconic scene and it calls back, even when you have the prequels, it calls back to this Obi-Wan character that you that you watched for, for three movies who lost his best friend to the dark side and now all of a sudden we need to get uh, him back because he's the last hope of it all. Until Ray is the last hope, but there we go. Brock, you're number one. My number one, it's already been said, Trench Run. Uh, it's... It's just a, a classic mo- moment. It's, you know, everything looks like it's going to fail. And all of a sudden you see Han Solo come back and you're like, wow. <laughs> Someone pointed out that, like, that's his best moment because mm-hmm. he comes back. He doesn't need to. And that's why the mid- uh, the fact that Leia is holding his medal in Rise of Skywalker is huge because that was the moment. Like, that's, like, the biggest moment in their relationship probably or it just haunts all his life. So it's like, that's why she's holding it when he's, when she passes away into the force. And it's like, Oh yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but chill. yeah, it's great. And it's just cinematically what they accomplished with like models and stuff like that. It's just like, wow. <laughs> so yeah. Number one with the bullets. Insane. So good. <laughs> What's and, your number one? Yeah, Mary? Mary, take us home. Number one. All right. So my number one is at the end of episode six where Luke, he goes to confront Vader and the Emperor. The Emperor's trying to, like, bait him into killing him. And he, he, I mean, he goes for it. He, like, he swings, and then Vader puts his lightsaber in front of it. And so that scene, 
it's not just Vader. He it, it, on the surface, it's like he's saving the Emperor, he's saving Palpatine, but it's really him saving Luke mm. from going to the dark side. Yeah, yeah, that's a good it's point. Like pretty great. If you really think, great about moment. It. Great saga awesome. as well. Yeah. I love Star Wars. There's so many. Like I said, this was really hard to put together, this stupid list. Like, I should have been top 100 moments from the Skywalker saga. Also, it's nine movies. It's not like it's two and a half. You know, it's, it's nine movies where you have to pick moments from. But that's a great one. Return of the Jedi is my favorite Star Wars movie. And uh, I didn't even have one moment on my list from it. So, what does that tell you about me? I should have just done five moments from Solo. <laughs> that would have been the best. Best people. <laughs> uh, Everyone loves Solo. What a fantastic top five. Top five. <laughs> Brock's joking. We 150 we're allowed to. Mary, we lost your video. I lost your video for the last few because I live no. in the woods. We'll put a picture up for those yeah. ones. So uh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to hold on until you come back. But it's <laughs> my internet's like, yeah. Um, huh. I, re I look. I rebooted my router like we did it back in the dial-up days, and nothing's working. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, but you know, 150 of these shows have come and gone now, and uh, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. Not really. It's uh, Brock. Do you think we'll? Do you think we have another 150 in the bank, bank ready to go? Do you think we'll be able to pull it off? Yeah, because. I don't think people there's anyone really keeping track of how many <laughs> top fives we do once over again. And uh, they keep churning out Star Wars, yeah. so it's like, you know, you you kind of worry when they're like, oh, we're not gonna have a movie for a couple of years, and then they're like, High Republic, and here's a new here's a new timeline. I'm like, what? <laughs> but then stuff like uh, Rise of Kylo Ren issue two, and you're like, yeah, wow. So yeah, you know what? I think I'm excited for the next two years because if there's no movie to like make them stay stick the secrecies, like now we can get all the backstories that we've been wanting. It's like, what did Luke do? So yes. Yeah, excited for Kenobi too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all in on Disney Plus. I don't know if I've ever said this on this. <laughs> yeah. I'm all like, I will watch whatever you got. So let's do it. Are yeah. you excited for Obi Wan? Yeah. <laughs> until we get a trailer, right? <laughs> Wait, the trailer's out? No. No, no, until we get a trailer. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You heard it here first. There's a trailer. <laughs> With all the spinoff movies, I'm like, uh, or like the spinoff stuff, I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, we'll see. Like, they're, they're just trying to, you know, and then I go and see it. And I'm like, it's the best time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the thing is eventually, and I think this is when, when Iger kind of figured it out, I think Kathleen Kennedy warned him with Solo, people are going to start to get tired of, of Star Wars. It's just going to happen. Like, if you keep turning them out, like, twice a year, once every six months, people are going to be like, eh, why am, like, why am I going all the time? Even, like I've said this, the Marvel movies, as big as they are, Ant-Man didn't make much more than Solo, or right? Like, so you have to know your brand, know it, and I think uh, Disney Plus is a good place to have those, those spin-off titles for sure because then you know you watch them when you want you don't have to they're not you know they're probably better than anything else we're going to watch but they don't have to be they just have to be fine sitting there waiting for you exactly you need them yeah except for yeah. twitter ruining it at 6 30 in the morning the day it drops like oh come on it's really annoying it's very <laughs> 
annoying. All right, that'll wrap us up here. 150 episodes, 150 wow. top fives. Brock, anything you want to say as we say farewell? I'm going to put my hands up in the air. <laughs> I've been doing that a lot this episode. Uh, thank you <laughs> for everyone that listens. Thank you to our Patreons. Thank you, Mary. Uh, thank you, James, for being a friend traveling down the road and back again uh yeah no i love doing this podcast and i hope for another 50 thank you yeah it's been uh, a blast doing them with uh hanging out with everybody meeting people like mary here and, and all that and mary thank you so much for joining us today on the top five it was awesome having you on and you're in two roundtables as well that andrew hosted and um he's not very good at it but th- those were a lot of fun too <laughs> Uh, yeah, they were fun. We're gonna have we'll have another roundtable to kind of relive those questions, so we can all so everyone can hear how wrong they were <laughs> on what he asked, because that's the most fun of Star Wars is getting predictions wrong and then being angry at the movie for it. Like ah. <laughs> That's what I hate. <laughs> but thank you again for being here. Thank everybody for watching, for listening, for su- subscribing. Uh, don't forget to hit subscribe. Ring the. I should, probably should have done this at the beginning. <laughs> ring the bell. Uh, Mary, thank you. And Brock, no, you were always scum. Rebel scum. Scum. <laughs> Leave that part in. <laughs> hey, scumbags. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.